beds, sheets, duvets are quite difficult to photograph. They are mm -hmm. because they all look crumpled. Yeah, Photoshop. It's, it's tricky. Oh. So <laughs> I think I've <laughs> used the word. She used the word. Welcome to Design Pod with me, Hamish Kilburn. And me, Harriet Ford. Design Pod is the contemporary voice for all interior designers and architects on the go. The topics and personalities amplified on the podcast will give texture and perspective on the key issues that face modern A&D professionals as briefs and deadlines become much more challenging. But it's also a safe space, if you like, for anyone who's interested in architecture and design. Harriet and I have been working on this podcast concept for what genuinely feels like forever, and we've overcome many challenges to get to this point. Welcome to episode six of Design Pod with myself, Hamish Kilburn, and Harriet Ford. Welcome, Harriet. Thank back you again, so much. Back in again, person. in person, yet Can't again. Can't get enough of each other. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, this episode is all about capturing design, and um, it's kind of interesting. I mean, for me, it's been um, it it's pretty an authentic decision to have Flo and uh, Mel on, um, a photographer and a stylist, mm. because it's just a different way of looking at design. But um, have you ever thought about that as a designer yourself? Well, I was really excited when you when you suggested them as guests, actually, because I think actually it's a really important part of the design process in as much as our work gets captured at the end of it. And um, every good designer should hopefully get all of their work photographed. And if it's for a commercial project, then, you know, normally the the person the the owners will want to be capturing their the work that's been done in order to use it for publicity so um i think it's a really valid uh element and very interesting that they can take this different perspective on it they see it differently they come in they've not been part of the creative process they've come in at the end mm. and seeing what they see is is fascinating and i also think i mean you'll, you'll hear all about it in our in our interview and our catch up with with them but um how they met is is again authentic yeah. it's it's the it's the right way to do things in our industry we it live is. in such a creative industry and we work in it's not work it's a, it's a lifestyle isn't it you want to mm. work with people you get on with mm. and so and also like our previous episode with Carden Canetti where they met you know I think uh, looking at antiques or, or whatever together and I th you know our industry relies so much on relationships and you know I know from uh, as a designer when I'm specifying and using suppliers um, you know there are a myriad of companies to use out there and obviously we would like to use the the perfect product for the perfect positioning but actually if the company doesn't perform then we don't use them it's all about the people who are servicing you that you will you know you will uh, use them again and um, so when you get on with people and it clicks you know hang on to it and and see what happens 100% well let's waste no time mm -hmm. and let's catch up with the uh, with Flo and Mel this podcast series is sponsored by Bathroom Brands Group, which includes established, trusted and regularly specified bathroom brands such as Crosswater, Burlington, Britain and Clearwater. So Flo and Mel, welcome to Design Pod. Can you set the scene for us? How did you guys first meet and, and how did that journey start and continue? Um, I think it was that job we did for House and Garden, wasn't it? Yeah, promotion, um, I think it was. And yeah, we were shooting for uh, we were shooting in a development, which um, we had to create some shots that kind of were related to, I think, but um, but that was our location. And it was a little bit, um, I think the, the space was a little bit sterile. Mm. Um, and, 
yeah, we just had a really, really good day, and I think we made some really nice pictures out of I, it. Some, actually, one of those is my favorite. Some right. still my favorite. Uh, I think we definitely went a bit off piste on that. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. and when was this? This is maybe like <clears throat> three or four years ago, or something. Do you know what? I think it was five years ago. Now, okay. oh. time five flies. And um, uh, and then um, then I had I had a job coming up, which was quite a long trip, and I needed I had to recommend a stylist. And I, um, I was trying to think of somebody who I could spend two and a half weeks with. We had like a team of people going and, you know, you want everyone to gel and to, you know, in, work hard. And Florence had been really, when we did the shoot, she was really on it and she was, but also just really nice energy. And so I'd rec I recommended her for this, um, job, which she got. And then we sort of did this long shoot together. So we got to know each other obviously a lot better on that. And, um, so yeah amazing that's great it yeah. was um that was kind of like my first i'd just gone freelance then as well and it was Scary my time. first it was one of my first <laughs> freelance jobs and i was like going abroad this is, this amazing. is yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. important yeah. to work with and now people. you're saying i'm in england this is amazing oh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll get on to that yeah. Yeah. No, but, but it's like, amazing to work with people who it's so important to work with people who, who you like and get oh, on with i mean yeah. our industry yeah. really spills into lifestyle and not work you know there are yeah. there are it's difficult to to get those boundaries so you certainly need to get on with people mm -hmm. and, and have that energy and, and spark Nothing worse than a grumpy photographer, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it sends you into this like, I just get. It makes me so nervous, and then it it just changes my day, and I'm mm. like, oh, oh, you yeah. lose confidence oh, in what you're doing if you don't. If there's not a good flow, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. There, there are people who are who are very good at what they do, but they're quite hard to work with. Mm. And, and when you're on a shoot, there's um, there's a, a lot going on, and you're having to kind of respond quite quickly and, and more and more clients want more and more done within the time mm. and so you want everybody to kind of gel in a way and and if if there's somebody who's not quite with everyone else it really well, it's the same when you're designing a designing a project or yeah. building a building a building mm -hmm. you know that all the consultants need to pull together yeah. to mm. to to work on the and all be working towards the shared vision mm -hmm. And if you've got one pulling out mm. or to the side or isn't good in a group, it can really upset the apple cart. Mm. And because you're both freelance, you have the luxury of choosing exactly, who you work yeah. with, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So, 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 sometimes yeah. sometimes you, it doesn't, it doesn't, not very often, and it, but it tends to be a one-off, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess if you've got a full-time job, then it takes a bit longer. But, mm. um, so you two don't work with each other all the time. Obviously, no. you're, you're a stylist, Flo, and, and you're, a, you're a photographer, mm. Mel. Mm. Um, but when you do work together, I mean, you get to travel the world and see all these hotels and, and spaces in a com and see it come from a completely different perspective, which is exactly why we wanted you on the podcast, because for designers and architects listening, I don't think people really understand the perspective that you see design through. Yeah. What, I mean, what challenges does that present when you're, when you enter a space and you're having to photograph, you, you know, clients don't really understand where their end vision is going to go and you have to create that narrative yeah they sort of know they need some photographs mm -hmm. they know they need it for their publicity for their their social media feeds etc etc but do they really understand that part of the end the end part of the process um, well it's, it's a very big question of, wh of which there's probably a very long answer <laughs> <laughs> um the uh I, I think on one hand people think that that doing doing a shoot because everyone's got an iPhone, so you point point it, yeah. record it, and that's it. And that you know, 
it is very easy to document things, but to actually tell a story visually is, is a very different approach. And, um, and so, uh, depending on who you I meet, mean, it always depends on who the client is and, and what it is they want to convey and what message they want to, to get across. Um, so you will structure your, your approach to it, depending on, on what they need as a, as an end product. Mm. Um, but you know, the, also the human eye kind of sees things very differently to a camera lens sees it. So, you know, you kind of have to interpret what's there and kind of create images that, that say something very sort of succinctly. And, and also there's so many images around these days that you need to create things that people are going to notice, you know, mm. because people are looking, I don't know what the figure is, but people are looking at a hell of a lot of images every day. Mm. So you, you want to create something that they're going to think, oh, right, that's, um, it's actually going to catch their attention. Mm. So there are, there are lots of elements in there. Um, yeah. more than just documenting something that already exists. So where, where do you start on a, on a process? Well, I mean... In the process, sorry. Well, just kind of sort of adding to that as well. I mean, I get to these hotels and they're building sites. So we've got this like one still, you've got this one room that's been made up that you've got to shoot and there's nothing, often nothing in there. So I might have taken, I might have taken, well, usually I do. I have my sort of selective props that I take with me mm. in my suitcase. Or I therefore have to work with what's around me. I, I've, I've had occasions where I'm sort of in the offices trying to find things that I can, how to create atmosphere in this room. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, on several occasions, I wish I could take befores and afters of this. I mean, obviously <laughs> we have them logged, from, but it's almost, I wish I could show people because I sometimes get, you know, someone will say, oh, so you just go abroad and you just move a vase. <laughs> well, no, I don't yeah, just move a vase. There's yeah. so much more to yeah. it. You know, I, I, we have to create this environment, this atmosphere, because these are the initial shots. These are the first shots that everyone's going to see, the first ad shots. We also know that you're going to get that hero. You know, you need a hero shot. You, need, yeah. you know, everyone wants to see a pool, for mm. example. So, and a pool is often still a complete mess. Mm. So... You know, we've got to get it filled and we've got to work out like a section of the pool that we can, that's usable. I've therefore got to find some towels. So I have to sort of speak to the, you know, that not knowing at that point what the colour combination of their toweling is going to be, mm. for example. So when you arrive on, yeah. on set, as it were, at yeah. the, the hotel, how much time do you have before shooting commences? And also how much of it is planned ahead of you actually going? Well, we always get this sort of Excel spreadsheet um, which I really, I'm sorry, I, I'm not, I'm not an Excel spreadsheet fan because it never works. And you see, it's everything's got it timed. You know, you've got like half an hour to shoot, you know, the side of the bed, kind of, and it just never works out like that. Mm. Um, so, uh, oh, you know, lunch you never really get, lunch. <laughs> you never really get a lunch break. You know, end. You know, sort of six. Never. You know, yeah. you just, you, you just wait till the light goes. Yeah. Um, so we have one recce day when we get there. Okay. So it depends where we go, how far we've gone. They might give you a day off to just settle in or maybe an afternoon. You go straight in, you have a recce day. Sometimes there's just so much to see that you don't mm -hmm. actually finish the recce day ever. So you, mm -hmm. you just go straight into it. And also you may have a day off, but you've also got in your mind the, the task that you've got ahead of you. So you're not really, <laughs> everything around you, you're gonna be soaking in the atmosphere to really understand what it is you wanna or what should be portrayed in the end photos. Yeah. Yeah. So you're actually shooting when the project isn't actually fully completed. Yeah. And that's because they've overrun. 
So they've booked you, but actually well, the project is need the first shot. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say that their, their timescales are so tight that mm. they're going to finish their work and open, you know, mm. so, but they also need images to open mm. or ahead, ahead of opening. Yeah. yeah. And so those images need to be created before things mm. are finished. Because and they don't rely, well, they rely on CGI's to some extent for that kind of thing, mm. don't they? Yeah. In There's this whole trend going on with Ooh. hotels wanting to look like CGI. Hotels yes, that's that's well, that was like something we both on. talked yeah. about. We wanted Made to ask that. you because there's this, this weird thing where uh, they want photographs to look like CGI's and CGI's to be photographic representations. So there's a sort of weird kind of alternative space, if you mm -hmm. like, of kind of computer photography going on. Yeah, I find this a bit terrifying, if yeah. I'm honest. Um, it upsets me a bit. I mean, maybe it's a, a good thing for, you know, technology and, and how it advances, but it, you still, even in a CGI, you don't get that atmosphere. No, not at all. Um, you don't feel that, you don't get that texture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's still, but I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on this as a photographer? No, I, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I, my thing is always to try and make things look not like CGI's. Exactly. So, um, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of, of creating an image that looks like a, um, looks unreal. I mean, that, that's something that's quite important to me is actually, is to create reality mm. in, in imagery. Um, and so the idea of actually trying to create an image that doesn't look real, I can't quite see the point of that because no, I mean, there, there's I, an easy way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I commissioned yeah. a photographer to shoot a project and he's most a lot of his work looked over, overly polished. And mm. I had to say to him, please don't polish it so much mm. because I need the client to understand that we've actually designed this, we haven't imagined it and got mm -hmm. somebody in, you know, Hong Kong to to do a, a render for us. Mm -hmm. they, I but, need but to be also, real. I mean, I, I would assume that from a, a hotelier's point of view, it's potentially a bit of a problem because there's so much kind of user-generated imagery these days through Instagram. Mm. So so punters go in, they take, they take snaps of the real thing, mm. and then the hotel is putting out an image that is completely fake. Yeah. Mm. And so aren't, aren't people going to notice the difference, mm. you know, and kind of question mm. what the reality is? Mm. Um, my, my feeling is that you create an image that, that shows the best of the reality, mm -hmm. um, and hopefully that's what, what, you know, in answer to your, your original question, I think that's hopefully what, what we bring to something is mm. that, you know, every, every individual that goes into a space sees it in a different way. And hopefully we go in there and we see the best and we see the potential and we kind of, you know, hone that down. Mm. And so so I would like to think that when somebody goes to a place that I've shot, they will they will recognise it. And it might not, you know, it might not be quite as nice, but it, it, it's the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you don't you don't take a muddy field and, and, and create a garden in there. And they go there and it's a muddy field. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, yeah. um, it, you, you kind of, you might um, style the garden and, and get the gardeners in and make it look its best mm -hmm. and shoot it at the time of day when the light is perfect. And so what you're creating is like a, a really kind of beautiful image of, of that space. And if someone goes there, at, you know, in the morning and the light isn't as good and it's raining or something, it won't be quite the same, but you haven't lied. And, um, yeah, and everyone would expect you to be presenting it it's in it in its best possible light yeah, yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. So no one expects you to yeah. have a photograph of a rainy day. You know. But you're still telling the truth, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's a mm. 
I think it's quite challenging in this world of, of mass mass imagery and mm. um, you know consumer photographs mm. and everything to actually you know um, operate at the moment. Mm. Totally. And, yeah. and you, know, you mentioned social media. It must. What challenges does that present you as a stylist and a photographer that are you know paid to be there for the professional shot? And there's just you know social media these days, and these hotels are designed in order to mm. evoke to take pictures on social media and to share, 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 share. Mm. Does that dilute the, the messaging of what you, you well, are it's, able it's to quite, create? Well, it's quite interesting because I shot a, <clears throat> a hotel, it's probably going on for about three years ago now. And it's really beautiful. And um, someone had said to me, and I shot it just as it was opening. And I won't, I won't say what it was. And, so, oh. some, <laughs> and somebody said to me that they um, were sick and tired of seeing images of this place because they'd seen so many on social media. Mm. And, and basically, and I, it made me think, well, actually, that's a bit of a, a problem that, that, that clients are, are looking to create spaces that will have this kind of wow moment that everyone goes there and does their Instagram picture. Mm. And then everyone's sick to death of it in because three it's been overexposed and, yeah, yeah and so um it's you know it seems like it's to me like that slightly backfires because a hotel's only got so many beds or so many restaurant places so yeah they might get loads of people looking at it but they can't go and stay there or, mm. or have dinner mm. you know it's kind of it's limited and then everyone's sick, sick to death of it in mm. no time at all so it seems like a slightly um i can see i can see the reason for making something kind of appealing but mm. if there's one zone that everyone's going to and they must get their picture on yeah. instagram mm. it's, it's going to kind of tire pretty quick mm. yeah and i think also like the whole social media conversation very much um starts from creating these aspirational lifestyles that everyone wants to have themselves mm. and you know influencers going out mm -hmm, taking mm -hmm, a picture mm -hmm. and then saying you can have this as well kind mm. of thing and it as you say it doesn't live up to the reality or, or it doesn't live up to what you think the reality was going yeah, to yeah, be yeah, from yeah. what you've mm -hmm. seen on, in a photo mm. and what i find interesting is that you both play on that mm. in a sensitive and cautious way when you're taking these photos mm. or styling these photos for the hotels but do so in a way that actually portrays the reality or the feeling that you're going to get when you're there. So it has more longevity. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that, that's, that's the important thing is the longevity of it, you know, mm. and, um, and not making it a kind of a, an immediate kind of hit that, like any fad, then is kind of everyone's fed up with, mm. you know, five minutes mm. later. Because so. how often do, do, do hotels, for instance, reshoot their... Their, their their buildings, you know, um, other than when they do a big refurb, they 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 wouldn't refresh their photos, would they? From the, it's from not the really five to ten years, yeah, I don't know. which five is around years. a refurb mm. period yeah, yeah, of time, yeah. anyway. So yeah. um, maybe they'll start to rethink that idea about, you know, as you say, getting tired. Everyone gets tired of the photographs that have been created. Mm. The wow factor. You need to actually create some fresh ones mm. to to see things in a slightly different light. I mean, maybe the gardens have evolved since they were first mm -hmm. photographed, and all sorts of uh, they might have added a few changes and and whatever to um, just to update what they're they're promoting. Really, yeah. I've checked into a few hotels where it's it's really worked in person. Like when you're there, it really works, but it doesn't quite come across on the photography mm. or in the photography. And I, I've reviewed hotels where that's the case as well. Have you ever gone into a project where you've, um, where you've, you know, you can feel that it's amazing, but then it's really difficult to capture what they're actually trying to portray? 
you guys are professionals, so obviously. Um, we'll have to say no, we've never had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> or difficulty um, trying to portray it, because I don't know why, but there are, I don't know if you agree with that. Yes, but... I do. Sometimes it's just, it's all about the felt sense. Yeah. And something about not being able to get the sense of volume, probably, or maybe it's somewhere really amazing that it's not just about the photograph, but it's about the whole environment mm. and it's the whole sort of, uh, the, the whole arena, which is so incredible mm. that you can't kind of capture what's going on mm. behind you at the same I mean, maybe it's the same, like having an amazing ho uh, hotel opposite the pyramids or something. Mm. You can't see the hotel and see the pyramids at the same mm. time. Maybe yeah, I mean, obviously get, 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 getting a lot of messages into a single image is, is um, obviously very difficult. But I think what, what we do is create a set of images. Mm. So it's a and, story. And it, and it really is I mean, what to me what makes it kind of fun and challenging and all of those things is that no two jobs are the same and if they were it would be really dull and there'd be no point in doing it so um you you kind of you go somewhere and you find out um what what it is they're trying to say what it is about it what's special about it what's different what's unique all these things mm. and you sort of soak that up mm. and then you you you're what you're then trying to do is create imagery that reflects that in some way and tells that story. But that's taught, frankly, because I think a lot of hotel brands want the same thing. They use the same terminology, effortless, timeless. Oh, sure. Yeah, is, yeah. That, is that difficult to then carve out the niche for that hotel? Um, the, well, I mean, it, it depends on what kind of hotels you're talking. I mean, you know, yeah. um, at the sort of the higher end, um, they are creating spaces that, that are different to somebody else mm. you know so that that's kind of what they're doing and and at the lower end it, it's pretty homogenous but um yeah. so 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 there, there will be something different about it something special mm. that you can you can work with and as you were mm. saying you know if that there's you know it's about the the mood and the feeling you want to convey yeah. rather than just rather than just documenting it rather mm. than saying you know rather than be sort of saying well this is a blue sofa, let's take it's a blue sofa, bang, you know. It's, it's kind of getting into kind of what it means, this sofa, and, and how you're using it, and, and how it works in the room. And there's lots of, you know, you can either just record it, or you can kind of get into mm. the why. But same as well with like, you know, a shot. It, it, you know, you can get your generic shot of the bed, or your shot of the bathroom, whatever it is. But it's, I think it's really about those details those close-ups honing in on mm -hmm. on things you know honing in on what might be beside the bed honing in on that you know beautiful textured wall that's been created or mm. you know things like that i think make a real difference to i, I can't i like to see it as a collection of imagery yes rather than just but your does it get you, i suppose the danger is it doesn't always get used as a collection and then you don't get the narrative running through um mm. from time to time because they pick and choose. I was just wondering how much direction you get from the hotels themselves from whoever they're using to do their PR so that the story is very consistent. I, I just remember being uh, being asked to comment on very random things on hotel design, things that we wouldn't really be, but sort of the food and beverage mm -hmm. side of mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. where the sh we don't actually know what the kitchen's going to be creating and yet we're designing a kitchen and we don't know what the food's going to be. 
um, you know, that's a very difficult situation to be in. It needs that sort of joined up thinking. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about, you know, the consultants all need to hang together. Mm -hmm. So you get that very strong narrative going through. Mm -hmm. And if you don't actually have any direction from maybe the, the hotel uh, PR company or the designers who designed it in the first place, you're left slightly out on a limb to make I, the I, best I guess, of it. I guess it's all part of the sort of pre-production beforehand of, of getting uh, an understanding of what you're what mm. you're going into, I don't mm. think either of us would have ever done anything where you just kind of go in completely cold, you know. Yeah. So so beforehand, you've kind of you've done a certain amount of research and and you've you've taken on board these various viewpoints and and you've kind of tried to get an understanding of it. Then you go and experience it yourself, and that's what the the recce day, which is, you know, um, any recce day I've ever done is like 20 hours long and never enough time because hotels are <laughs> yeah, huge yeah. Mm. And, and you walk into a space and you're thinking oh my god you know what am i going to do with this and then <laughs> and then you're saying we need this we need that and then someone goes off and before you know it, and, and you know a few hours have gone by and you've still got a lot stacks to do and yeah. stacks to do yeah so um it, you know so on on that you then start to get a much deeper feel and hopefully through the set of images there's an approach mm. whether it be a detail or a super wide shot of of the whole space that that is kind of, and also because the same team are creating them, then hopefully there's some kind of um, uniformity mm. to that. So, mm. I mean, if you've got one person in to do the wide shots and one person do the details and one person to do this, yeah. then it would start to be all over the shop. Really, yeah. you know, and so. you talk about a series of photos mm -hmm. and the story, mm -hmm. as, as, as it were, um, but there is always a hero shot. Do you mm -hmm. ever get to the end of a project and that hero shot is different to what the client was imagining that to oh, be. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, not that's always, amazing. But, yeah, but that's yeah, why yeah, we wanted happens. you on the podcast because you see design in completely different lenses mm -hmm. to that of designers and mm -hmm. architects. And mm. I just think it's um, amazing to open up our senses to really understand mm. how you come to that decision mm. of a hero shot. So how do you come to that well, decision? I mean, hopefully, I mean, because I shoot a lot of interiors as well that aren't hotels, that are, mm. are interiors. and, and um, for me, the biggest compliment is when someone who, you know, if, if it's a home and someone lives it, says, well, I never realized my home was that beautiful. Right? And uh, mm. because you've seen it in a way that they didn't or a, or a designer says, you know, you'll say to the designer, you know, um, I really like um, and they think they say, oh, you noticed that, did you, you know? Mm. And, um, and so or oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Or something like that. You know, so mm. so it's this it's kind of seeing the potential of something so mm. the the hero shot before the shoot they might have an idea of you know the pool that's going to be it and you mm. get there and you think wow this this lobby is incredible you know yeah, and the way yeah. the way you see that atrium or something that's that's your hero you know mm. the pool that's yeah it's a nice pool but mm. you know this is um and then they look at it and think wow yeah okay didn't quite get that so yeah. um so it will you need to be there to to kind mm. of experience it and do you find that designers and architects often say back to you that they didn't. They're seeing it in such a different way that you've presented it through the lens in in a way that Are they, they that honest? They hadn't. Yeah, that they hadn't seen it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought yeah. this was all yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my idea. <laughs> what I find really interesting is the. Um, I just completely cut you off. I'm so sorry. Don't worry, it's fine. Yeah. Sorry, it's, <laughs> it's fine. No, you you're going to respond to that, where you? Well, no, it. I was just going to say. I, to be really honest, I, I, we just—I never really know. They never really. I wonder never, how much of a brief you do. Do you ever get briefs from the designers? Never. 
it's extraordinary. It's, I find it, that I, very... I would agree because sometimes I'm standing in a space and I'm and I'm thinking, well, hang on, there's no art on the wall in here. Um, Why? You know, where's where's yeah. the interior designer? Like, do they not want to? Does it not? I do wonder. Yeah. Um, and how we kind of then we have to avoid that or somewhere or or find a bit or, of art, or, move or, it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, you have to come up with a solution. And I do always wonder what that we just ne we're never told and we never know. We kind of get the shots, get what we yeah. need to get, and then we're, we're because when when I do when 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 I photograph any of our work, I walk. I'm there all day yeah. doing the propping and with the photographer mm. managing the sh organizing the shots because this is our work that mm. we want to show in the best light. So. It's funny do, that, yeah. but I can totally see with, I mean, I'm talking about residential here, but I can totally see with hotels Logistics. how that wouldn't happen. Mm. I mean, you, you're flying South Africa or somewhere like that to shoot a hotel. The designer isn't necessarily going to be yeah. able to go with you. So, yeah. but at least a conversation mm. beforehand would be... Um, yeah, and also like a lot of these hotels, you know, they might, some of them are quite old, you know, they mm. are a bit older. They might be sort of five years old or something. So you are there working with what, you know, what you've got yeah. and, and trying to, make mm. it look great mm. you know i mean things and things do as we know date quite quickly mm. so you might have a really loud carpet and you're just like oh yeah how does this work and, and really heavy kind of brown chairs that you're sort of like oh you know that were maybe kind of quite trendy yeah um when it was being done up so you know things things do change and, and, and I, I, I to be honest i would love to have these conversations with mm. the designer i'd love to know what they think mm. um but it's just never fed, Surely it'd be, fed be simple enough just to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I do I do often work with designers uh, and also on hotels, um, having designers involved. And they do have a very um, you know, the, the the hotel management and the hotel ownership and the designers and all, all these different groups have a very different um, kind of perspective on on the project and um, and so, but I, th I think you're right. It's important bef in your research to kind of get those viewpoints from everybody because they'll each say to you what's important. You know, from the 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 management might see and some aspect of the service as being quite important, whereas the designer might think that the way that sort of leg was done on a table is really unique and 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 should be kind of seen in some mm -hmm. way. So so they've all got conflicts please everyone. Well, I don't know if you, it, it's more. It's, it's, it's an important part of your kind of initial research mm. to, to soak all that up mm. and think, you know, um, let, okay, let's bear all that in mind because you don't want to be too um, restricted by one person's needs or mm. viewpoint. Yes, and also, sorry to, no, also, of course, it's the hotelier who's paying for the or yeah, for yeah. the shops yeah, yeah. and for your time mm, so yeah. it's not necessarily the architect or the designer mm. and yeah. often hoteliers and architects and designers don't agree yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly because yeah, 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 yeah. they've yeah. got so there are so you know you, because you've got to yeah. look at it from the operational yeah. point of view yeah. and but, but everyone everyone's got everyone's been involved and everyone's got has made a contribution and everyone's got a voice mm. that's why i just think it and then we have the kind of you know a, a voice in that process as well mm. but mm. for us to have that voice it's it's really important to hear what everyone else has got to contribute to it. Um, yeah, because I mean, even working on a hotel project, you always get this sort of conflict of mm. interest against the operations side mm. versus the design side. Mm. There are so many different elements mm. that have to be thought about, mm. so. Um, and hopefully what what we kind of contribute is, is kind of having an understanding of what may communicate 
to, to the to the general public. Mm. So so a designer may be saying, oh, that's really important. We're thinking, well, okay, it's, it's nice, but you know, that's not going to. And the the hotel manager may be saying, mm. you know, the um, the room service is, really, but that's that's not really going to. You know, so, so so you're kind of pulling bits out and thinking, well, this actually this will make. Yeah. a really strong image that will communicate with somebody yeah, yeah. Um, so it's you're soaking all those bits up yeah, yeah. so Mel you, you work with a lot of interior designers mm -hmm. and architects not only yeah. uh, photographing their projects but also photographing themselves yeah. you know mm -hmm. some very big personalities mm -hmm. there as well that must be really challenging in my head because with the interior design space you've got a stylist you can you mm -hmm. can add things mm -hmm. to you can kind of change things around but you can't change much about the designer or the architect how do you draw out their images to be unique and a statement and um i that's a good question i, I don't know I mean, they um i mean and how different is it design like photographing well, I, people and places I, I think it's almost <laughs> the same in a way because to me photographing a place is like doing a portrait of that place so it's like doing a portrait of if you're doing shooting a hotel you're doing a portrait of that hotel you're telling something and you're doing if you're photographing a person you want to tell something about them but um i think i'm quite an optimistic person so i tend to i tend to see the nice side of things and the nice side of people and the nice side of spaces you know so um i'm not someone that walks in a place and thinks oh well, that's a bit horrible you know i like that like you know so, so you kind of yeah. Your, yeah. Your, your eye is picking out what's what's nice about it so um and you know all the designers that i work with or architects they're quite strong personalities mm. and that's why they've become successful that's why you know they might you know there's people i work with who have you know teams of 500 people and that's why they're the boss you know yeah. because mm. they are a strong personality so um they become quite they're, they're they're easy to work with in a way because you know there's something there yeah you know they're not yeah. kind of they're not too. Unless you're not trying to change that, you're just trying yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. And, yeah. and as I said to you, without sounding corny, um, being kind of honest about things is quite important. Because I'd never ask somebody to do something stupid, or you know, um, or try and you know, or um, uh, retouch them to a way that was unreal. Mm. You know, um, but but still, you know, you, you still find something within them that is 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 really interesting. And, mm. and I, I usually shoot. Um, designer architects within spaces that they've they've created. So there's also their stories around them. Mm. So they're within a space that that is them. You know. So it's kind of quite. Um, mm. I uh, love. The, I think it'd be, be more difficult. Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say I love the Tom Dixon um, right. portraits you've done yeah. because they they don't have the space necessarily, but it's like it's blank, but it's so um, so dramatic. Yeah, he's 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 quite a. Um, He's quite an intense character, Tom, yeah. and um, and uh, and you know quite you know uh, when I when I worked with him, it was quite funny because um, he's quite a little bit off to begin with, and then you kind of work with that, and then you realise that he's actually just a little bit quite shy, mm. and um, and then he becomes you realise he's actually super helpful, and um, the one of my favourite um, projects I did with the designers, I did a film with. Um, Philip Treacy, the hat designer, mm. and who's really quite a shy individual, but such a lovely man. And I ended up spending the day with him, and he just kind of came out of himself as the day kind of progressed. That's and um, mm. and he was so great on film because he was just so so real. You know, he mm. wasn't pretending anything. Mm. And um, mm. and so and that's what I love about those kind of people is that they are 
um, they're all very passionate about what they do. And, you know, they're, they're not just, you know, doing something to make money. They're doing it because they, they love it and they're successful at it because they do it so well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Let's talk about an area that you two must love, which is bathrooms. All those mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> We are, so at Hotel Designs, we've got Hotel Designs Live coming up, which is our online conference. And one of our sessions is going to be um, Bathrooms Beyond Practical Spaces. Harriet and I have talked in depth Mm. about bathrooms becoming just more than these blank canvas Mm. sort of, you know, spaces Mm. that are purely there for function. There's more personality being injected into the bathrooms. Do you think that there could be more? What are the challenges when it comes to bathrooms? Will the bathroom ever be the hero shot? yeah i think yes i think bathrooms are quite a big selling point mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. um particularly when you've got you know bath and you know in the middle of the jungle and you're mm. just sort of on, on a limb and you just i mean first Which thing a normal I do, week for you <laughs> <laughs> well no i mean I, you know first thing i do when i get to when i get to one of these resorts is i i i i, I get i go and use the bath yeah mm. and usually you know, you know and, and i remember having one that was just sort of hanging on a treetop and I just remember lying there thinking, my goodness, and all I could hear was just nature around wow. me. Mm. And I was just looking out into the jungle and it was just a, a, an amazing experience. Mm. Same with, you know, when you when you go somewhere and you've got a bath that's, you know, you've got full you know, glass windows and you're just looking out to sea. Yes. Um, I, I think that's quite a, um, a big a big thing for people. Mm. Like if you're looking to stay somewhere, I, I don't know, go on your honeymoon or a holiday, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite. I'm someone who always checks out the bathroom. So yeah. Yeah. there's a new era of wellness happening as well. So yeah. I think it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. Really I think it's, it's also it's quite an easy area to really exceed people's expectations mm. because everyone's bathroom at home is. I mean, sure, it's lovely, and they've yeah. had it refurbished yeah. recently. Then it's even lovelier, but it's not going to be the biggest room in the house. And um, you know, you've got a very grand bathroom for two people with two showers and an incredible bath and a massive vanity and underfloor yeah. heating and the whole works and an amazing view and finishes whatever and it really does uh add to the experience of staying in a in a luxury hotel yeah. but, but i think i think shooting it is shooting a bathroom is where s- styling really is vitally important because you know if you, when you first walk into a hotel bathroom they're quite as beautiful as they may be mm. they're quite kind of fixed sterile environments you know yeah. everything is kind of wrapped up to, to prove that it's kind of you know Clean, clean and fresh and, and yeah yeah and um yeah. and you know it's, it's there's kind of a bit of a barrier there really and yeah. then hopefully the stylist will go in and just loosen everything up and create the sort of mood of the, of the yeah, space yeah as if it's yeah. been mm-hmm. tastefully used mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know do, like, we, do we still like... put um rose petals in the bath or is that we way beyond that <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually funnily enough if there is a brief it's mm. often no rose petals in the bath. No rose petals. And in no the bath. champagne. No, um, no champagne these okay. days. <laughs> um, but, but you know, I mean, go, you know, when you sort of go somewhere and you get like a a, um, a swan in a towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that it is a cliche, but I'm going to be honest. When you do 
get a swan to tell. <laughs> there is something quite amazing about it. Do you know what I want, and I haven't had it yet, and hopefully lots of hoteliers are listening, yeah. but when they um, uh, have your initials on the on the pillows, yeah, no. on the, on the <laughs> that has not had it. I know some hotels do it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, first of all, problems. Oh, <laughs> I want to know, Florence, <laughs> you mentioned about having your suitcase, which I can just imagine is is full of, um, when you go away, it's just full of props, and you probably take hardly any clothes with you for, for occasions and um, what what props do you take with you I, I i have a sort of select few of things i know photograph well shapes for example like i know like vases that that have a nice edge to them i have a select um a few bowls i know that sounds but but they're mm. quite deep um i my vase situation i'll tell you why i take a few variations is because when i get there i have to organize all the flowers and things mm. you know it is quite important you know the width and the size of course yes yes um, and then the one thing I do have which because I'll be honest with you the amount of times I have got to a hotel and it's difficult because bedspreads not all now beds sheets duvets are quite difficult to photograph they are because they all look crumpled yeah getting that really tight ah, tight okay. and really really possibles. difficult and it, you know photoshop it's, it's tricky oh. so <laughs> i think i've she used the word she used the word <laughs> i told you not to it's, use that word <laughs> i have actually got a bedspread that come it does it it flies around the world with me yeah it's very just very plain but i say it just adds weight onto the bed at the end and it just it just helps it it does yeah. help it mm. helps the shops a bit yeah and That's it means you can save on retouching and yeah. um are there any other little secrets that you wish to share about how to um, create that <laughs> just trying to think of um i mean do you have to go out and do mad shop shop bits of shopping if you're in a city do you go out and about and find try and find local bits or do you not is that just an absolute waste of time well funny enough when I was, I was in mexico in november and i did think to myself there was no point in me bringing all this stuff from the uk i could just go to the market there are these amazing markets just mm. on the side of the street with wonderful things i i and quite and actually i'm due to go back there in a few months i'm I think that's what I'm going to do, to be honest. Mm. It's a bit risky to do that. Yeah, that's you can't know 100% you're going to... And it's, the worst thing is chasing all your tail for something that you just aren't mm. going to find. Exactly. And yeah. that's... So I, I have... Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that... Um, you know, I, there's a few sort of very... I might take another sort of bedspread just in case. Or, or it's a, it's actually a piece of linen fabric that mm. I sometimes use as a backdrop if we're doing... A few, sometimes we have to do food shots, mm. overhead food shots. Um, and I kind of, you know, I need a bit of texture. So I, that, that also flies around the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't doubt that you two um, obviously work very well together. But what I'm interested in is in that scenario where you want to add um, more elements to the shot, surely you've then got to battle with the photographer who you're working with. Do you ever, is, is it difficult to get that relationship right or to put your point across or, or to know when to let the other person win? How do you, well, I guess it depends who you're working with, you know, and I'm, I'm sure there probably are people you work with who are a little bit tricky, um, and but then most most people probably. You, I mean, if if you if you have selected your team, then it'll be someone you can have that sort of yeah, push true, and pull with. True. Um, it's when it's when you're just given somebody, and sometimes they'll it'll be a bit of a challenge yeah you know, which is natural yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I love i love it when people speak out their mm -hmm. opinion actually I, if they get if if you if i've put something in position and um the photographer says i hate that mm. I, I would actually mm. rather that i just go okay mm. it goes you know <laughs> i just rather 
like I, is, communication is just mm. really yeah. important. Um, it's, it's also I think everybody in the room has has a relevant opinion. Mm. So I've never been one for thinking, well, you know, it, I'm going to decide this. I will hear what everyone's got to say and still do what I want to do. But the um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no, seriously, it's, <laughs> but, but no, but you can. Yes. But some, somebody may, may it may be you know it may be. Um, <laughs> the you know stylist assistant or someone may just suggest something you think actually yeah i hadn't seen that mm. and so you need to um you need to be open to changing things yeah you're very good at that actually really yeah mel's very calm on a shoot very I can calm imagine. and 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 it's 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 always creates a really lovely environment like mm. hopefully not too calm and and, <laughs> and and you always defend the stylist All right. i always feel oh that's good if there's a so um i I've been working with a, um, a hotelier who mm. you may know actually. I don't know if you know Great Plains. Um, mm. And what I, what I love about them is they are their um, filmmakers before they were designers right. or hoteliers. Mm. And I find it fascinating that they're able to design these spaces through, you know, a videographer's mm -hmm. lens. Do you think that designers would would benefit from understanding more about photography and, and what you're trying to achieve at the end of a, um, a shoot before they start designing a project? Are there any situations where um, you know, the design just hasn't worked for your end goal. Um, yeah, I, I think um, if a designer, I mean, there are some designers that I know who've got what I consider to be kind of a sort of photographer's eye, yeah. you know, who will naturally create something where they put, you know, they'll put something important where the light falls best or, mm. you know, they'll, they will, um, create an end you know instead of walking to a room and you kind of you can't quite see the bed and it's kind of the first thing that you, know, you can kind of stand back from it and get a really great perspective on it so mm -hmm. just having those you know they, they naturally kind of have that sense of composition mm. yeah when when they're doing anything so it comes across in in their in their um room design or hotel design so um so yeah that that helps our job enormously doesn't it yeah, yeah. harriet do you think designers should start a project with the end goal in mind like with the photography at the end obviously mm -hmm. that's like the final thing but do you think that would change the process for designers i think it depends whether you've been really brought in by the client into that process because as i said often um my experience is that the pr company that might not even been selected right at the beginning um you, you will have no contact with them and it's it's a bit fragmented and it's a wonderful idea if you're that closely involved with the hotelier so that everything passes through mm. the design process but it's really how that relationship works mm. i just would it i just wonder would it not be really tricky because if i, I you know, a whole you know if i'm putting together a mood board for example you know you're just your initial thoughts on something mm. i just can't really imagine i don't i don't know it just seems i I just feel like I would want to, personally, I'd say I'd want them to get on with the process and how they do it and how they work. And then mm. we work around that. I just, I can't imagine. I think when you look at a set of floor plans you and you understand the environment that that building is, is in, you immediately understand which are going to be the great shots mm -hmm. and where you're going to get good, good you know you just know that you i mean you know we've just done a project where the architect had done a cor long corridor with lots of doors off it's a residential thing and um it was a blank wall at the end and i just pushed a niche into it so we can have a long piece mm -hmm. of artwork and got the lighting designer and so i know that that would make a great photograph mm -hmm. um 
and it would look nice to walk down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're always looking for those focal points, I think. And so I think you can sit down from right from the very beginning and say, that's going to be, or that's got the opportunity for a good shot at mm-hmm. least. Okay, guys, it's time for a quick fire. Okay. We do this basically to really start to understand, although we know everything about you already. Um, so first and foremost, where's next on your travel bucket list? I want to come to you first, Flo, because you have travelled. You're the only person I think who's travelled in the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> for work, obviously. Um, South America. I've started on Central. I've got, I've got a taste of it. I just I want to do more of it. Mm. Uh, I want to just go go further. Um, but goodness knows when. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Mel? Um, well, it has to be somewhere that the pandemic is kind of over, you know, or moving on because I don't want to go somewhere where I feel like I'm going back. Mm. Um, and I do a lot of work in Asia, but I've never been to Japan and it's always been the place I've really wanted to go to. Mm. So mm. Um, if anyone wants anything shot in Japan, well, I'll yeah, be amazing. there. Yeah. Well, there's amazing. the Olympics are coming yeah. up, aren't yeah. they? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, Noted. (laughs) (laughs) What's um, the one thing that the pandemic has taught you both? Um. (laughs) Um, I'll be honest with you. It's hard to say without sounding really cheesy, but I mean, I really, I really, really appreciate those jobs abroad. I really appreciate travel. I love it that much. Mm. Um, Yeah. I think it really comes across as well in your in your work as well because it's not just a job for any of us you know mm-hmm. it's, as I said it's a lifestyle earlier and that's that's so true but you wouldn't be able to do it if you didn't have that passion yeah mm. I really from a young age as well um yeah I think I think you know long may it last <laughs> <laughs> I think mine is probably the opposite of Florence's because I normally travel a lot but during the pandemic I've not been abroad so I've started to appreciate things close to home mm, more than I one. did before. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so I've been doing a lot of projects that are very London focused or, or Britain focused and, and actually really realize there's so much going on here mm. that I'd maybe been a little bit kind of ignorant to or overlooking beforehand. So oh, that's uh, a good answer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, um, what's an interior design trend that you just really hope will never, ever, ever come back well you know i'm not sure if it was ever necessarily a trend mm. but i have a real problem with short curtains oh, you know, God, God, yeah. don't oh i don't think they're a trend i think they're just a mistake <laughs> <laughs> you know, why can you you know i i think maybe a blind would be yeah. yeah, you know, I just I just have a bit of a problem with it. I have a problem <laughs> with neck curtains. But obviously that's not in any design class. Short yeah, neck curtains even yeah, worse. Yeah, when worst, I'm, when yeah. I'm driving anywhere and I just see, like, net curtains. Oh. Yeah, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about you? Um, I, don't, I don't know about interior design trends. I mean, from a styling point of view, I can't bear things like um, slippers, you know, Moroccan slippers thrown on the bed or, or, <laughs> like or, or, or there are she doesn't do it so and um I, i've worked with stylists who bring a collection of shoes and place them around kind of thrown at angles mm. and i always shoot and i don't upset them so what i do is i i'll shoot them in a place that's really easy to retouch and i remove them off. <laughs> yeah they don't always uh, photograph very well shoes, no i just that's the thing. things like that really bother me that kind of yeah. um contrived yeah. kind of styling yeah yeah you know. Yeah, and also um, fake foliage. I don't know if that was ever a trend, but um, I think if you're going to have plants, 
make them real. Mm. We don't, yeah. um, don't have plastic ones. Mm. I was um, doing some filming recently for, for a brand and I found it fascinating that they would um, hairspray the water because it was on a panel discussion. Right. And they would hairspray the water so that it didn't reflect. And I was just wondering, are there any sort of tips that you guys put into place when you're pho photographing to make a place or space look enhanced? Or is that just not a thing? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think you. <laughs> I mean, that I was pretty surprised. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they hairsprayed the water. Yeah, I didn't Because I tried to drink it. I mean, I've hairsprayed like grass, you know, the grasses before, yeah, yeah. you know, just to stop them um, dropping and things. You yeah. know, if I was going to use yeah. those on a photo shoot. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we use a lot of blue tack and oh, and, yeah. and um, gaffer, gaffer tape and mm. you know, just I mean, to kind of hold things down, you know, because um, when you train a camera on something, you notice all the imperfections mm -hmm. yeah. and yeah. quite often pictures just as much as you try and line them up, they just don't line up. So, you know, mm. some blue tack or some rolled up mm. gaffer will do mm. the job. Creating uh, a bit of dapple sometimes. Yeah, sometimes a bit of dappled light. Yeah. Um. Um, you know, or um, <laughs> <laughs> on the spot there. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's absolutely fine. We've actually run out of time, oh, which yeah. is just like we could continue this conversation. We could. Right? We could. It's been so Agreed. wonderful having you both on. Thank, well, thank you so much. much. Thank, thank you. Guys. It's been a really good brilliant. chat. It's been great. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you. And that was our interview with Flo and Mel. Oh my God, how amazing are they? They're great, aren't they? So I'm a little good. bit envious, the trips. Oh, yeah. Although I know it is, you know, everyone says, oh, you're going here and there. We're working. So it's uh, tough you know. when you then put an amazing photo on social media. You yeah, have to really exactly. back that up. Yeah. What's interesting is um, we went into quite a lot of detail on, on how um, Flo and Mel met, but what you don't know is how Flo and I met. Yes. So um, <laughs> we met in a. A shed party, believe it or not. <laughs> we both, um, you know, we both live or come from Whitstable um, in Kent and we were both out, have the same circle of friends, it seems. And uh, we went for uh, an after party because everything mm. shut at 11 o'clock there. And uh, we ended up in our friend's shed and that's when we met. Fantastic. And then the next thing was um, we were in London at a press event in Chelsea Design Centre and uh, and Flo was with her team at House and Garden and she she came over to me and just said, I don't know how we met or how we know each other, but there's something and it took us a while, but yeah, then we both realised that the it was shed. the shed party. <laughs> <laughs> but it just goes to show that it's it's those connections, it's those relationships mm. that naturally form. Yeah, that, definitely. Um, really really helps design move move yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, it's a people industry. Totally, totally. Yeah. So in our next episode, Harriet and I are stripping everything back to just have an have an interview with us, just a conversation well, exactly, with us. Exactly, because you know, because we started in such a strange way without being able to do it in person. So we exactly. just thought it'd be great to actually just have a little chat about what we, you know, what we thought when we design when we decided to do Design Pod together, what our intentions were, who we, you know, just to give you an idea of who we are as presenters and you know what what our ethos is around design problems. Absolutely. So there's a little teaser. Stay yes. tuned yes. and we'll see you next month.